0: Everybody, I'm not tired. It's cranky though. You sounded <laughs> cranky. cranky. You're like, I'm get on cranky. with it already. God damn it, Bo, I'm not cranky, but you're pushing my buttons right now. <laughs> yeah, it's cranky. It's cranky. If I, if I could throttle you up, what <laughs> you are now listening to good, bad or bullshit. Welcome to the Good Bad or Bullshit Podcast, a podcast where three lucky Canadians get together and chat about a topic decided at random every week. Minimal research, maximum opinions. You know the you know the spiel. Um, I'm Crofton Steers, the Michael Jordan of this podcast. And with me, as always, are my two co-hosts. We're talking about the Larry Bird of this podcast, uh, Mike Hodgins. Mike, welcome.
1: Larry Bird, he tried to find like the whitest, the only white player of note.
0: Yeah, and uh, of course the Dennis Rodman of this podcast, Bo Schwartz. Yo, 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 North Korea rules, bros. I love North Korea and I <laughs> he love basketball. Crazy, didn't he? What's funny is I could have easily just made us all bulls and given Mike Scottie Pippen, but I'm like, nope, Larry Bird. <laughs>
1: Larry Bird. Hey, Larry Bird was good. Yeah, From what I know true. of basketball, because I know nothing of basketball, but I know
0: who he is. It's true, Larry. Uh, Amazing was uh, him. Him and MJ were rivals of a different era, uh, the era that I followed basketball in to date myself. Nobody got Will Chamberlain. Ooh, no, that's that's pre my time um Did Larry Bird
1: is, isn't...
0: <laughs> I had comic books. There was a video game of Jordan versus Bird or something, and there were ads in my comic books all the time. And there were commercials with Larry Bird. Do you guys remember that commercial where they took trick shots everywhere? What, from the like, commercial the. Is, is it the like 90s? one of those Haynes ones? Because it wasn't Michael I think George it was a like... McDonald's commercial. I'm not sure, but they were taking shots from like the raft It was like joke trick shots. They're out in the parking lot shooting the ball, and it somehow is a swish every time or whatever.
1: Anyways, it sounds like
0: I did better than Bo to get good old Larry Bird. I'm he happy with well. Dennis Rodman. I know. Everybody's happy, and I'm where I should be. Who did um, you say you were against? I forgot. Michael Jordan. Um, yeah, that's boring. not correct, but come on, <laughs> Proceed. I, I'm the Jesus
2: Christ of this podcast. I forgive you of all your sins. Ever, you know. Way, yeah, to, yeah. way to self-aggrandize.
0: You would, yeah, you would be Judas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Anyway, gents, uh, before we get going on the old random topic, it should be noted that we were actually collectively guests on another podcast this week, uh, thanks to the connections of one Bo Schwartz. So, Beau, tell us about our endeavor this week. Let me relive it through oh, your words. Well,
2: my, my good friend, Brian Murphy, host of such great shows as The Gamers Inn, and uh, Sleeping with the Elephant invited us on to Sleeping with the Elephant uh, to do a show about uh, all about uh, news and important cultural items from both a Canadian and American perspective. Um, something, at least, I know I'm very. Ill informed about most Ill-in- of the things that yeah, <laughs> that they talk I was like, about. What's he but, say? but I figure we bring Mike on and Crofton actually can. Uh, sorry, one sec. No, no, Crofton's very informed. Crofton is an about. informed uh, person of note here. So I figure I'm just the glue that holds the sauce together and you guys will be the, the green peppers and, and the red tomatoes in the sauce.
1: Is that how sauce works? Or like this sauce is almost done. We just need some glue in there. <laughs> it it.
2: It's kind of gluey. I mean, you know, you can. I'm the flour so when you thicken sauce because you can make a watery sauce. But if you'd like to thicken sauce, you can actually use some flour.
1: Actually, with most with most sauce, it's pro- you're probably actually the high fructose cor- corn syrup. <laughs> People are like, "This mm. sauce is missing something." Put, put a cup of high fructose corn syrup. Hey, it's kind of good now. That's fine. As long
2: as wow. I'm the thing that makes it good, I guess it's always a compliment. <laughs>
0: yeah. <he was. laughs> uh, I I just thought like it was kind of odd guesting on someone else's shows when it was the three of us. Cause it felt like, you know, we were trying to be polite Canadians as we endeavor to be at all times. But I mean, like we were a rowdy bunch, you know, we're a rowdy. It bunch. also,
1: it also turns out that he's an even more polite Canadian,
0: yeah, Brian the Murphy. politest Canadian. He's very polite, man. Anyways, it, it was a good
1: time. We, any, any of our listeners should check it out. See if you like the GBB. Yeah, so
2: Ryan, Murphy, yeah. if you happen to be listening, thank you so much for having us on your show. And, uh, you are a wonderful human being. I, I had words for you the other night. I believe I called you the Mender of Worlds. Uh, you're the antithesis <laughs> of, of uh, uh, your Canada sweetheart and the Mender of Worlds. You're the antithesis of Veronica Belmont. Um, all right. So uh,
0: and I had words. I had words for him. I think I believe I called him Ryan Murphy. Yeah. My, fav- my favorite Ryan Murphy of all the Ryan Murphys, and right. of which there's a lot, So including... It- Olympic medal winners and creators of famous television shows. Were they...
1: Because Brian Murphy, the...
0: I want to call to action on the listeners. I'm
2: using a buzzword here. I I just want to call to action, you guys, to go to sleepingwiththeelephant.com to listen to said show. We're featured right up front. If you go to sleepingwiththeelephant.com,
1: go listen. All right, Mike, you had something else you wanted to add? Oh, did you guys hear the story about the... uh, I don't know if it was... The Ryan Murphy U.S. swimmer involved, but these U.S. swimmers in Rio who were like, "Hey, we got robbed!" But it turns out they were just a bunch of a holes uh, <laughs> doing illegal stuff, and then just made up
0: some story. Like, well, it's it's funny because now like the the closed circuit footage has been released from this convenient convenience store, and and there's a lot of like stuff that's kind of suspicious. Like, money was exchanged. There were guns. The, you know like they um the swim team members had their hands up but but like the the story that's out there now is that they there was some vandalization of the bathroom like just minor stuff it sounded like like this soap dispenser and and stuff so, well, and, and then and
1: they broke the lock to get into it
0: yeah I mean and then and the then
1: security they, people were like hey you're breaking this stuff.
0: Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, but like, anyway, it's it's hard to it's hard to tell. Again, we commented on on sleeping uh, with the elephant in, in in a way that that we didn't have nobody had all the information. But now I feel like we have even less of the information. It feels well, like more but
1: much, less. I know what you mean.
0: More but less. I I still don't really get a sense of, and, and it plays into stereotypes and prejudice. Like I think a lot of people think that the police and in in rio in particular are not to necessarily the most trustworthy so um i mean it's kind of a they want to clear their reputation really badly it's clear and uh and 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 the the swimmers want i i I don't get why they lied to begin with i guess is my my because they had
1: been vandalizing stuff and then caught white security and had to pay money so i guess to save face they just made up a story
0: but why like nobody they paid them off to keep them quiet why would then you then make a bunch of noise well, to that draws them quiet because
1: it. they had to pay for the damage they did or something anyways i don't know but they there's getting a lot of negative press on those guys yeah oh, too bad. swimmers and why are swimmers such dicks i don't know there was also that what was it was, was it that kid who got let uh there was this big story about this i think a u.s varsity swimmer who raped some girl and the judge was like he's learned his lesson uh and basically did nothing and everyone was like ah super angry another example of like old white man judge lets off we don't want to ruin this man's life over this mistake he made of raping someone and it was
0: and i think he was a swimmer too in the NCAA or something it's not good i'd like to point out that i swim sometimes and i haven't done anything really bad so said like a, you've, also, you've sa- also
1: never swam well though <laughs> i was about to say yeah. that
2: that what you said sounded like what a swimmer would say <laughs> You know, <laughs> there's the kinds of things swimmers say before they uh, before they um what's the word cultivate before they strike again. Whatever. Anyways, speaking of the newest of, uh, segues, the newest, neg- ne-
0: the newest negative stereotype that we're perpetuating is against <laughs> swimmers. That's the <laughs> so- new thing. It's like, people are like, are you dating a swimmer? <laughs> like, yes, dad, I am. You break out with that swimmer right now. He's probably out doing no good stuff with his swimming friends They're <laughs> probably dismantling convenience stores <laughs> winning gold medals God. speaking of dismantling uh, the machine that should have been dismantled a long time ago sitting in Mike's garage the random topic generator is wow. ready for action I think that segway needs to be dismantled <laughs>
2: <laughs> whatever right. I got where I needed to be right. well Mike's going to get it started I'm the Michael Jordan of Segways. You guys hear that sweet, sweet sound? Yeah, it's ready here. I'll start it up.
1: There's the ding. Oh. Ran pretty clean that time. It pretty clean today.
2: What's going on? I also
1: kind of held my breath. So the topic today is nationalism. Nationalism. All right. Actually, with the Olympics, you know... In mm. full swing. This is kind of, sort of, a timely, um, timely topic. Because there's a
0: lot of nations there. <laughs>
1: yeah, yes,
0: <no. laughs> or some might
1: pronounce it nations, <laughs> but you wouldn't say nationalism. Maybe you should.
0: Man, yeah. English so so much national sense. nationalism uh, is essentially the act of celebrating one's nation. You could almost. Yeah, pride in your with, country. You could almost tie it in with uh, patrioti- patriotism. Yeah, I think they're wholly, yes. That's like the same thing. Are
1: they synonyms?
2: Uh, yeah, well, I, no, I think probably He's, from a technical standpoint, they're not synonyms.
1: Yeah, there's probably like, some slight difference. Yeah, it because feels patriotism
2: like, so, has to do, I think, with pride. And nationalism is a philosophy. Uh, is a point of view or a set of, like, to me, nationalism is... See, I would say is, it's, the opposite. it's the opposite of what you just nationalism said. Nationalism is, a, you don't have to have an emotion, like, it's, patriotism is, like, more emotional. It's, like, more akin to belief where nationalism would be akin to rationale. Perhaps incorrect, but a rationale based on... Uh, asserting your individuality through your collectiveness as a nation if that makes any sense it's like you know we're canadian we're not we're not rude like other people because we're canadian and canadians are amazing we need to stick to that canadian standard because that's how you know there's a sense that nationalism is about further putting in relief your ident your nat- your identity under your nation uh, in comparison to other ones Am I off
1: base? Well, I do think that they are very—they they're closely linked. Patriotism and
0: sure, uh, that without a doubt. So, if I like, and I'm in communications, is my sort of profession. And if I was trying to brand something positively, I would potentially, like I said, if I said there's a patriotic fever going through that crowd, or whatever, like, or, or fervor for that matter, and then I said there was a nationalistic fervor. One of those infers positive things. The other one, maybe negative at the very like neutral to negative, right? Let's, let's, Which okay, is well, national. Well, let's well, talk about
2: that famous group of people with the word nationalism in it. Nationalist Socialist Party. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, right? I was just gonna say I looked up on a, on thesaurus and uh, they are synonyms. So or they're yeah they're they're they mean basically the same. That's the dictionary level definition. I'm talking about
2: that was the a, a, academic a level definition. Um, but I'm talking about the more pedantic
1: interpretation of those words. Whatever. Bottom... They're very similar. We just, it could have been – maybe we should be saying nationalism slash patriotism. Mm-hmm. The conversation is kind of the same.
0: It doesn't change where I'm coming from, which is sure. that, like, one word is associated – they're different words. They're not they, – they could mean the same thing, but they, they have different connotations. One sl- slants positive. The other slants neutral to negative. Uh, and I think nationalism is, is, well, is that.
1: Okay. How about this? I would just say that very basically nationalism is is in reference to a nation. But you could be patriotic about something that is either uh, greater. Maybe you're like uh, to say a religion or a certain cultural thing that you're patriotic or to a city. Uh, it, you can be patriotic, I think, at a lot of different levels, even though it's sort of the same things, whereas nation, being nationalistic is. It's to the nation, like period. It doesn't apply to other things, whereas patriotism can probably be applied to other levels of that kind of pride in a group
0: or. And I like not to break down the word too much. But I think it has a lot to do with the um. It's just patriotism is associated with the states in in particular, and it could be the term patriot, being a patriot, United States patriots, goes also back to the. Listen. And the movie, The don't, Patriot. Don't forget
1: about him. He's very patriotic. He's patriotic.
0: He's also patriotic in Scotland too, but uh, he's from Australia. Yeah, but yet he's not patriotic there. Um, the, uh, the The thing about the thing about um, being a pa- being a patriot uh, is that it, just, it, it was a term that was originally associated with the the revolution in the states, American Revolution. Whereas now we're we're uh, at a point where the word has been sort of adopted to and and, and exp, exp, um, extended to patriotism mm-hmm. as a positive sort of reflection of like loyalty to to this country of freedoms, essentially in the states. Uh, I sort of we've talked about this a little bit before in different contexts, especially with regards to nationalism, sometimes on the show, sometimes off the show. I get a sense of where you guys where you guys are coming from and I already feel like I'm going to be the odd man out here but let me throw it to you what do you, do you think there is is merit in nationalism patriotism or do you think the concept of nations and that sort of thing is is really kind of an outdated concept or a necessary concept that's a lot of questions but what do you think about nationalism
1: i Good? I, I would give my my standard opaque answer which is it depends <laughs> it d- depends what you're trying to achieve um, and in some senses, it certainly can be used as a positive. Uh, but I mean, I think uh, ultimately is also a means of division too, of keeping us separate from people who aren't of our nation, maintaining us and them kind of mentalities, which are very old and ingrained. Um, but I do think I do think it depends. It can, nationalism can be used for much positive. I mean, you think about it in terms of when there's like um when there's like national say uh not uh natural disasters you know nationalism comes through people send money to the part of the country that's being affected and say like we're all together in this and that's you know y- it's hard to crap on that um you would hope that that comes from more than just like that's our country um it does it does come out you know when national natural disasters happen in other places as well but mm-hmm. i think less so than within the you know your own nation or whatever. We just had those fires in um, uh, Northern Alberta. And there was a lot of donations. A lot of people sent money out there because, you know, hey, we're all in the same country. So stuff like that, there's definite positives. um, But there's also huge negatives. I mean, you could just look at um, the rise of Nazi Germany is like a textbook thing of like nationalism gone totally bonkers you know and that's an extreme example of course um, but you often see nationalism at play in fascist states where it's like nationalism becomes a tool um, of war and, and of oppression to people who don't fit so it really again it's not so clear cut it depends on how it's being used like so many things
2: yeah I, I, I tend to to agree that like, I think about what it means to us now. Like, anytime anything on television or people talk to me about Canadian stuff, I just roll my eyes. Like, it's it's so, like, <laughs> it's so lame. Like, just anything to do with Canada, period, I hate. And, and it's not because it did anything really wrong. In fact, you know, I think I enjoy being a Canadian, and I like, this, for the most part, the set of principles and values associated with my nation. And I get to live a decent life. But... But there's a sense that you know there's culture associated with where you belong in a country, and there's a, there's a formula, there's a constructed identity to to all of it, and I think that <clears throat> as it's less relevant, say to you know those large forces of war or revolution that that, that Mike was talking about, or for oppressive purposes, we live in a very media-rich. A lot of there's a lot of communication in our age now, so we can get our influence and opinions from many sources, and not from a controlled government source. That 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 I think that like nationalism is at like its weakest right now. Like I think there are people who are really into it. I don't think they're in the majority. I think they're in the minority. To be honest, I think most people don't like like are very cynical, even on some level, just because of. The access to information that we have now is, is so great that we probably... I know I definitely do have a bias towards giving a verdict on this because I think nationalism's pretty lame because I haven't had to pledge my allegiance to a country for perceived survival versus an enemy that we may have to go to war for or compete with or make sure Russians don't get our secrets or, or something ridiculous like that. Um, and I think that stems from... Uh, hostility between perceived groups, uh, if that makes any sense, like that's all it is, is that you're, you're pledging yourself to a group, and nationalism is a sense that you know uh, is a belief in your group, a strong sense of nationalism, which I evidently I don't have.
0: Wait, <laughs> Based you, on what I said. You, you also like, yeah, you, it is in a way, but it, we're in a situation where we're born into that often. Like you're born, you're not. In, you're not making a choice. You're just, this is the group. You There are choices you can make. You can be like, I no longer want to be part of this group. You see individuals resenting their citizenships to join uh, other countries, uh, celebrate other nations. You see a lot of immigrants to Canada, including refugees. And draft dodgers
2: and uh, Vietnam that, days, that, right?
0: Yeah, but more recently, like the Syrian refugees and others, yeah. Yeah. Um, my friend is a is a Tamil refugee from the uh, his family is from like from the '80s, and he's he's celebrates uh, ta- his Tamil culture and he's nationalistic about about that that sort of thing. Um, but Canada is what he is most uh, uh, patriotic about, like in terms of. Um, uh, celebrating canada day celebrating everything around around that and i think i think that like we're speaking it's tough because we're speaking from a place of privilege like they've they've released recently the the list of the most respected countries in the world and i think canada is like number two my second citizenship is in new zealand and it's like number five or something like that uh Mm. and so 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 it's like i'm 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 in a situation where it's like I've never really had to, you know, to pledge or or or, as Bo was saying, pledge loyalty, but it, it, go to a country uh, seeking refuge or or. Um, I, I'm enjoying all the benefits in in a fairly passive way because I've grown up with them. So in a way, it's easy to take for granted the life, you know, the life that I have and what is given to me. Um, in Canada, and now I look at the states, and people say, you know, the states is a country that I associate the most with patriotism because all of their movies and such always like harps on, oh yeah, America, hell yeah, it's awesome. And uh, when I look at what's going on down there recently with all the conflict, the Donald Trumps, the shootings, and all this. And I, th- I, I, th- I just keep thinking about the differences between Canada and it makes me sort of feel grateful and appreciative for where I live but then when you guys talk about you know Nazis and, and you can see nationalism if you look at nationalism apart like if I think about it in my feelings for Canada then I, I have wholly positive appreciative I think Canada is awesome I think almost everything we do is, is great I'm, I'm, I'm very patriotic in that way but on the other hand I'm aware of how the negatives associated with nationalism, and like you see, Israel and Palestine right now fighting for one one group of people fighting for a, a, a section of a nation state that that they, another group mm-hmm. having a relatively new nation state um, and, and wanting to like set their roots and all this, and and being in conflict with each other, and the, and Mike mentioned the us versus them stuff. So, I, you know, I am very conflicted on this topic.
1: And and also thinking of, like, said you know we think of Americans as being very nationalistic and and, and patriotic and and I totally agree that seems self evident. But also when you said that it popped in my head like think of like North Korea, uh, I I think of North Korea as a place and you you know you might say like oh they're brainwashed, but then. I'd be like, well, are Americans brainwashed? Like, are is any country where you see this nationalistic fervor and people who are like, our country is the greatest country in... The-. Like, I find it a tired thing to hear people... Um, you'll routinely hear American politicians saying, America's the greatest country in the world, as an offhand thing. And you're like, okay, sure. And then you'll hear tons of Canadian politicians saying the same thing. And, and I hate that. It it always irritates me because it's 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 so arrogant and it's kind of like... Demeaning and belittling to other people, and I'm sure North Korea is saying like North Korea is the greatest country in the world, and it's part it's sort of in indoctrinating or you know, you're trying to drive home like we have it better than everyone else,
0: and well you could argue you can argue both for Canada and the United States of, about them being the number one country in the world. Like, th- there's legit arguments. You know, when everybody... When you got five restaurants competing to be, like, the number one place, they're all going to call themselves number one restaurant. Canada has it on these international indexes and reputation and all that. The states have it in terms of being a super powerhouse. Yeah, but North Korea, I think it'd be hard to... It would be hard for them to make the case. And also, you know, any sort of... Nationalism that's enforced by military rule um you know saying that you must wave this flag or you know you're in trouble that's that's different than people being sort of like slowly brainwashed over time or just being loyal to to where they live. Uh, I think the two things the, the two things are different
2: The problem with nationalism and it's it's by degrees because it sort of vibes on what both of you are saying is that you know, as an individual, when you're arrogant, the big thing you miss is opportunities to improve your life through humility, basically like to to not to see things that you're not doing, that you could be doing, but you have to be able to acknowledge that there are problems, that there are gaps so that you see things that way. And I feel like when I think when I hear Mike say what he says, that's, I, I share that feeling of like, I never like anyone or anybody to legitimately, I like Crofton, he does it, but in a joking manner. I know he doesn't mean it. Um, I, I like, I like the idea that, that we just say, oh, it's not a great country. We're trying to be a good one, but you know, we're working on a lot of stuff. Seems a, it's more honest because let's face it, this country's got problems too. And pretending like everything, we always hate the diminutive wife that just, you know, in the in that in that uh, stereotypical relationship that's getting abused, it's like oh everything's okay or whatever. Like no, deal with it. Everything's not okay. It needs to be better. Take action. Identify problems. And so so spouting this stuff off is like the rhetoric of people that don't do that. And I can tell you, smart people do things like that and think about the world in that way. And the people that are interesting to listen to that. Being said, Show has its place and it's charming. And it's great. And so I love you, Crofton. So I don't want you. To, I don't want but, you to change. But, but but I don't get it. but like, But
0: generally, I mean, if you're I, number one. Why wouldn't you say you're number one? I don't well, get
1: that. I think of it like like this. Um, if you're number one and, and that's, first of all, agreeing like like using some scale as like, oh, this is, you know, research. Yeah, yeah. We're the best. And it's like, OK, whatever. There's a lot of I'm number one stuff. in weight mass on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and it's it's like, are you looking at climate, you know? Because Canada probably wouldn't win in a, in terms of climate as a good country to live. And it's like, you know, it's all these things. I know, and, and it's trying to find the scientific way to say like, oh, this is the quality of life or whatever. But a couple of things about nationalism. Once again, when people, especially on the international stage, you have someone saying like, you know, this is the greatest country in the world. What's also implied inherently in that is that all the other countries are worse worse than you you're like we're the best so everyone else is worse and i just feel like pride you know it has its place but it's like you gotta walk carefully so for example like like nations are ways of dividing people they they are obviously there's borders you have passports you're in one country not of another and i'm just thinking like what are other ways we have to divide people say race is an obvious one and if you were going around and be like man, the white race is the best race. Uh, I'm not trying to crap on all the races. They're fine, too. But the right one is the best one. You'd be like, fuck, man, you're a racist. <laughs> you're a well, dickhead.
2: the Germans went around doing that for
1: quite a... sure. The you German know, but... race is <laughs> the best one. Well, no, but obviously this still happens all the time. And more and more we're like, look, okay, racism is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. But yet nationalism, which is essentially the same and terms like, oh, it crosses racial borders, so it's okay to be like we're better than everyone else. We're better than they are. And I feel like at the heart of a lot of our problems is that way of thinking. Like, that way of thinking is a problem for for race issues, and it still exists. And it's also a problem for how we deal with other countries when we're like, we have a better than them, oh, pity them, or whatever it is. It's not helpful for them. Like, other countries have a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of problems, and we have our own problems, and a lot of other countries have problems, too. And just being like, we're better... They're worse. It's not. I started not picturing country. us sending food aid to New Zealand because we're so arrogant. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's
2: like, they're like, why you're are they dropping foods the on North us? It's like, stop being so right. humble. We want to, we're want we dropping give you food aid, New Zealand. You're not number one. You're only number five.
0: <laughs> um, no, it's, it's, it's a good point. It's good point, uh, Mike. And, uh, like, I mean, I would say that when a country says – that they're the greatest in the world, and when politicians are infer say, saying that, um, and pandering to bases and that sort of thing, it's more about pride in your country as opposed to shitting on other countries. And you're like, Well, yeah, well, it infers that you're better than these other people. That's not that people are concentrating in celebrating their country and not necessarily concentrating on saying that they are better than other countries. I do
1: think that, though, that depending on what type of, say, white supremacists you talk to, you'd hear them say the similar thing. They're like, we're not, you know, black people have their places, and we're not saying they should. not I've heard this exact thing on the Geraldo show when I was, like, 15 and watching that, saying that kind of thing. They're like, we're not trying to downplay anyone else. We're just, we have pride in our race. And clearly, that's it's racist, you know. So I'm just saying. But yet, it's so natural for us to apply it to patriotism and but nationalism I, to just I be like, it's okay to like, yeah, we just have pride.
0: We're not crapping on anyone else, but we're we're just the best. And but, we're, I. But you a know? nation is different than a race. It, a race races are. People are born in a certain way, like they're looking a certain way, and all that sort of stuff. It, they have they have racial attributes, but people are all equal. Whereas religion whereas,
1: is another example. You can use the I, same
0: things for whereas whereas nation states are are their creations of uh, of man and in each nation state like they have different levels of infrastructure different you know different levels of clean water housing quality of life all that stuff is different from nation state to nation state
1: but there's some some really other so when we talk I want to talk about this too because it's also something that kind of bugs me about nationalism so all those things you said and and, and you could be almost you know, be like, yes, okay. In terms of like infrastructure, things like healthcare, uh, expected life expectancy, all that stuff, or uh, quality of life. You know, but there's other things that are clearly associated with nationalism, which aren't those things, cultural things. And then, and then, and cultural things, it's much more muddy. But that plays into it heavily, like, um, you know, things that's like sport preferences goes into nationalistic pride. Like, you know, in the U.S., it's like American football and baseball, and no one else in the rest of the world cares about those sports largely. In Canada, it's like hockey, and everyone, like, loves hockey. And, like, I, for example, don't care for watching hockey very much. I'm not into it. And I feel like... And not just the hockey example, but many others in Canada too. There's these stereotypes, and we talked about that, of course, on but another you,
0: show. But you are into skiing, and you do play hockey. Like, I mean, you are into. I am into skiing, sports. but I don't.
1: You know, like you don't see that on our dollar bill, and it's not driven home the way that hockey. It, it uh, is a.
0: It is a heavily like it is one of the ca- Canada's main sports, though. Like, well, I mean, it's, it's not like it's cold, but I mean, when you think of skiing, you tend yeah, to think But of, that's like, why Austria we play hockey too. More than like I I mean yeah climate is associated with those cultural sports I get what you're saying but like yes, I, uh, but mean,
1: again I, again cul- like then there's cultures associated with those types of activities which are beyond just things like quality of life and whatever and every country has different just like ways of speaking uh how you know interpersonal relationships like you know you judge cultures as different and we say part of what we like about our culture is um, you know, we call it freedom uh, and, you know, I'm not saying it isn't or whatever, but in other, other cultures where they just have different norms, which we view as worse than ours. Um, and you know, it's called cultural relativism. And again, like I, I naturally do want to judge other cultures. Like when I think of certain places in the middle East, which I, which I feel are oppressive towards women. I'm like, Oh, I don't, you know, that, that bugs me, but I'm judging that culture based on my culture. Right. Mm. And so I like, some things about my culture, but again, it it creates an us and them mentality, which I just once again think I don't think it's helpful. You know, I don't think it's helpful to think of islam the Islamic world as this way where women are oppressed, and you know it has its issues. You know, and that I think-
0: would be there. You that would be there no matter what. That's the thing. It's like if there were no nation states, and you lived in Canada or like in the territory of where Canada is. I mean, like there's there's people around the world that you would judge your you know your the way that you live and that, oh you make your house this way and they I make my house this way your way is kind of dumb it wouldn't keep you warm or whatever or like the way that you dress or no 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 that's always gonna happen uh, it, it it's the fact that nation states exist and nationalism and pride in where you're living doesn't necessarily e- equate to uh, the only reason or why we would be judgy of other people like it's not nationalism equals you know judging everybody else and feeling that you're better than them that hap- that can be tied into nationalism as it can be tied into all those other things that you mentioned but it would happen anyway people would be judging each other left and right they without countries
2: you think so I guess, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, Mike's muted. He's going off, but we can't hear him. Oh, you go
0: ahead. You go ahead, Bo. Well, yeah, because. Well, yeah, yeah. I do think so. I think that. Do you think that? Oh, there's no nation states now, so I'm not going to think that I'm better than these people. No, anymore.
1: but but again, like, I, there's obviously big movements afoot right now to try to. um, move beyond race as a as a division and and there's other movements like that and i just feel like to some extent nation states are just kind of building new ones and i know they have this kind of like and depending on where you are like canada and the u.s have an interesting relationship in that we're culturally very similar so it's like we have this relationship that our political leaders like to kind of be like oh our closest trading partners and our friends to the north or south or whatever uh, but culturally we're very we're very similar you know it's it's not much of a a stretch though there still are those defined um you know and i'm i'm affected by that too i'm i'm proud uh, and i even hate to use that word but i i'm I'm happy (laughs) Uh i live in canada it's the best place for me to live you know but i was born here it's kind of bs too right i'm heavily biased as well and i just feel like trying to see past those biases is is part of national it's kind of like you're being born white and you try to look past being like oh well being white's the best like you know we, we kind of acknowledge that that's a bunch of shit you know you shouldn't think like that about things like race but yet You know, we do sort of naturally, in terms of nation, when it's just like you didn't choose to be born in Canada; you were. It's great that you like living here, Um, but why do we have this prideful stuff about it? And then there's this very passive rhetoric about we're the best. This is the greatest country in the world, and I just again think it's not helpful to to position things like that.
0: When Hmm. you have, if you're born somewhere, you know, if if there was no nation state and you're just born somewhere you're going to be loyal to the town that you live in or you're going to think that the town you live in is hot shit or or your buddies are awesome or this and that that's always that's always going to be there what is a nation but a uni- it it but like uniting a giant group of people based on commonalities and uh, and and saying like you know all of you guys have have Where you live in common uh, climate, this sort of thing. Um, we're going to work together collectively uh, for our common betterment, and then nationalism is having pride in the achievements that you've done together. And I do recognize that that's a slippery slope. It's not like, it's not like all nationalism is 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 always going to be good or lead to positive ends. But at at the same time, working collectively for the you know the betterment of of your collective society um, is, to me, a, a generally a positive, and that's what nation states are, and that's what you're celebrating on Canada Day when we're wa- waving our flag. We're celebrating our achievements together and what we've done done together. Unfortunately, yes, that comes with a well, like, look, we're doing way better than those guys over there, you know, mm-hmm. and and um
1: and not even just that, like how but, it can be turned internally. So obviously the. The angle the Trump campaign is taking, they feel they're being patriotic and nationalism, like make America great. They have this idea of what it is, what nationalism is, and what it is to be American, which a lot of people in America would say, well, that's not how we see it. And another example that's quite, you know, Brexit right now being a prime example of, you know, the the rhetoric that was going on was like, we want our country back. It's like wholly nationalistic. And then, But other people would be like, yeah, and also— racist and anti-immigration and especially troublesome for countries like Canada, like the U S which are countries of immigrants. But yet we have this, there's this cultural dominance of saying like to be Canadian, you know, we always say we're a country of immigrants. And, but yet the dominant culture again is white, um, largely, uh, Christian Protestant. Uh, and you know, it's like, that's what's helped define a lot of where the privileged classes are in this country and how, um, and, and how our, our nationalistic or patriotic identity has evolved. So it has roots elsewhere, which, again, are just other forms, because I agree with what you're saying. Like, if there were no countries, what would those things be? You'd be like, yeah, they'd be like religion, they'd be race, uh, and various other things. And those things are still applied to to the modern nation state as they were founded. And I think that a lot of people are doing a lot of work to break down, to break down and deconstruct that stuff because it's problematic it's still like you know the basic thing being us versus them and you often say this crofton and it's like it will always be and you're probably right like i think it's kind of ingrained like in human beings to have like a war of this
0: clan and there's the other clan and he, but, even of those clan options you mentioned religion race any of them i feel nation is the most uh the most positive of all of those because of those, those four- i would
1: agree yeah
0: because cause it's the one that you're making collectively with, you know, people of all different creeds and backgrounds. And, yeah, like, I do agree with what you're saying about how even inside the nation state you've got different factions. Like, we saw it recently in our Canadian election where you have, like, the conservative vision for Canada paired up against the liberal vision, the, the land of immigrants versus sort of, like— uh you know uh maybe more of an uh um I, I hate using the term like white people's Canada but like it essentially the there were there was like this binary binary choice there are different visions for your country but but the nationalist and patriotic uh demonstrations that are seen on a day like Canada are just a celebration of everything that you like and appreciate uh where you live and and I think that uh I think for me, I see the positives and it's difficult because Mike said it well, where I am. I have these biases, and I'm ingrained. And I live in a country that is even impartially considered on many indexes as a as a great place to live, and therefore I'm proud of that, and I have positive associations. So, but I also recognize the the dan- the dangers of it yeah, making it a loaded and, topic. And, Both are... and,
2: well, speaking of the big elephant in the room, because we've talked a lot about our version of nationalism, you know, Canadian culture. It seems we live in a country we like to live in. Seems very positive. There's very little to find objectionable about Canadian patriotism. I think from anyone in the world over, for the most part, even our military actions are generally supportive and they're not conquest, conquest-like, conquest if you will, our role in the world stage. But if you look a little bit internally, we've got kind of our own little baby elephant that we're sleeping with. It's called Quebec. And they A segment of people in there that are definitely not nationalist, at least in terms of Canada, but they certainly are for making Quebec its own country. And and where does that take our conversation? Because that's where this all stems from. The fact is that countries were not divined by the gods. Uh, Thor and his dad Odin didn't come down and use their hammer and lightning to chisel out the borders. They're made by men and women. But... I use men in the historical term because men are usually the dickheads doing all the warring uh, historically. Uh, and maybe even currently too, actually. Um, but 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 the borders are always under dispute. They're constantly under dispute. The fact is we have had this standoff for so long because of, I think, this spreading... Well, I say that again from my privilege. I'm sure there are all kinds of disputes happening in the Middle Eastern region where it's very, it's very different than what we know here. But the point is that the borders are decided by men, and that culture or nationalism of your group, tomorrow it's possible. Uh, we don't know. Something's happening. A bunch of people in Quebec all get guns, and they're carving out their own country and corpses. Like that That can happen. And, and so. It,
1: that's an interesting point. In university, I took this political geography class, and I, I wrote this. I had to do this research essay, basically kind of about what you just touched on. It's funny I didn't think of it earlier. Sort of like spheres of, you know, so you have Canada, which has this border, which, as you say, is kind of arbitrary, really. You know, it was has this political background of British colonialism or whatever. And then you have Quebec, and it's got its border. And I'd written this essay about uh, Western Quebec uh, and this, and this uh, town that... Um, that my family settled in, or part of my family settled in from Ireland, uh, which is sort of like Western Quebec, Anglo, okay? And they're very proud. And Bo, your family's kind of from that area too. There's a lot of like proud Anglo people who, when these language laws, and if any listeners aren't familiar, Quebec has a lot of. 'Cause it's own nationalism trying to bolster their language through laws. Yeah. And, a lot you know, of the not, language and public signage has to be like three times the size of what's in English. Yeah, they have and all these type, things. Yeah. So but again it was these spheres of influence <laughs> and about the arbitrary boundaries of states, right? So you have this idea of Canada and say, Oh, we're all Canadian and then Quebec, and then you can have you have pockets in Quebec of like Western Quebec or the certain town which has their own country with their own culture, right? Um, which which they believe in and they feel strongly about, but yet you have a broader Nation that in this case like Quebec saying like no you're within these lines here are, we're applying this culture you're part of our culture and they say no we're not and then you have Canada saying like hey Quebec you know come on and that softened a little uh, lately and that it's been acknowledged as kind of a nation within a nation but it's sort of so it's it is really interesting how nationalism I, isn't just or patriotism goes down to all these sub levels and then you think about like you know i've spent a bit of t- i've never been to the yukon there's all these places in canada i've never been to and i'm sure they're great places and we can say oh we're united and we're all canadian but i mean way of life is uh, potentially different there we have a shared political system well, of some kind let me tell only you at one level there's, there's like Three other levels. Let me tell you, because good... that Quebec dynamic in that um, uh,
2: Pontiac region of Quebec, very close to the Ontario border to the capital, Ottawa, that you talked about, my family settled there from Germany before Canada was Canada, all German land. It's ours. If Quebec separates, I know my dad has said on many occasions, we're getting the guns and we're shooting the French. And, and I would almost <laughs> feel somewhat compelled to you know, make sure that that part of the country stayed in our hands probably stayed with canada because that's the one that ratifies our ownership of the land um i might almost maybe not out of patriotism but out of familial patriotism uh want to defend it from dirty sovereigntist uh, quebecer sovereigntist hands like we have a stake in this battle if i was not such a you know Unprideful person about these things. I think if I would my you know a way to make my daddy proud would be to be like this is Schwartzland and I'll put down my life for it. Give me the guns if we can't have this land, no one can. Or we they over our dead corpses like that is an ethos of many people in that area. The anglophones in there as well, and that's that's but, this is all a part of nationalism. This is all a part of putting a stake in the ground and claiming what's yours. And there's a positive side for it for the wives. And for the men, it's about guns and killing. In the old, you know, patriarchal, like, because, yes, we're, like, I'm not saying I believe this. I'm saying I've talked to many people who have this view of things, and they're still out there, and they believe these things. And when push comes to shove, there will be more who will come out and who want to war and call it nationalism.
0: Well, I mean... I like I agree that Bo's painting a a a, ba- a picture of like some of the harsher sides of of nationalism but I would also say like on on the the podcast we guested on this week we talked about uh, the Olympics and how there was this lady um uh Canadian athlete married to a, an American athlete and the American athlete got in trouble because he was he's wearing uh, the Canada's colors I guess <laughs> watching his wife compete supporting her And so then, when Bo was talking about his family stuff, it just sort of made me think because really, um, you get these people that say, you know, say, family before country, or maybe country before family. And I think that I think that that I agree with the concept of nationalism, and I like celebrating nationalism, but. everything is local and everything is is what you know and what you have close affinities to and like what i know the most is my friends and my family and i have loyalties to them and i you know i celebrate them and enjoy them i will always choose them first over over other other loyalties like maybe i'm loyal to my religion or maybe i'm loyal to my nation or maybe i'm loyal to where i live the city, or, or what have you? Who knows? Um, but I I guess the term soft nationalism is thrown around a lot, and I would say that I'm probably soft with regards to Canada. I'm, I guess I'm a soft nationalist. I appreciate it. I like to celebrate it, and all that sort of thing. But if having to choose between my country and my family, be like, oh, you can either either your can you know your family has to go. But you can stay, or you know, you can go with them. I guess I'd be like, well, I, I'm going with them, uh, and we'll go to New Zealand or where else. Uh, I'm not that loyal to Canada, but there are some people that have that fervor that will choose their country first. And you see a lot in, in in fictitious accounts, like in movies and stuff, where like spies, it'll be like they're lying to their entire family. They don't really give a shit about them, and they're like, for queen and country, James or whatever you know like that's that's a different type of nationalism
2: yeah yeah it's 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 a tough question and i think that's why i dislike it and a part of me feels a little bit hypocritical being i mean i enjoy the privileges of my country and then i get to be a dick about it
0: (laughs) you know that's like well also you haven't traveled very much so you don't have a sense like i've been to places where i've where i've been like yeah man i have a really good uh and uh and then you appreciate you do appreciate those things but that can stoke the whole us versus them thing and mike and i we went um mike what was the name of the, the guy who worked with you the rafting company from mexico that we went and we we went down on the bus with him Shabby. and he, he yeah was it yeah i anyway he was interesting because he was he had oh uh, no the, oh
1: no what was his name Junwen Wen was it yeah Jun
0: Wen, yeah yeah, and, and Jun, Jun Nguyen had, had worked like uh, in, in, in the rafting company in Canada for a finite period of time. But he was really like, as we were driving down to Mexico and we drove through the States all the way down to Mexico in the school bus, he kept talking about how great it was going to be and like, how awesome Mexico is. And honestly, Mexico is super awesome. Like There's a lot of things that are great about it. There's a lot of things that are not great about it too, and I don't think he had blinders on to those things and explained them. But when we got there, you know, he really had like a pride in where he grew up in the area and the culture and all those sort of things. And while I understand that it, there are so many negative things that have associated, are associated with that, it's hard to deny like the the enthusiasm and passion and love people have for. For where they grew up in their country and you know their areas and, and their countries and stuff so i mean that's that's where it gets it gets tricky because i've never really been in a situation personally where i've dealt with somebody who is is like a violent nationalist or like a um you know i haven't been in bosnia during the bosnian uh, crisis in croatia and all that or 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 in israel and palestine like these competing nations and, and, and that'd be, it'd be a scary situation. And I've never had to deal with that. So I can only talk to what I know.
1: Yeah. And, but also, you know, coming, thinking about Canada again, just cause it's the country we all live in and, and, you know, uh, we have the kind of privileged lives here. And I think about like the more difficult relationships say like our first nations people have with this country where it's like, you know, this is a country built by the people who took it, right, the European-British. Br- um, so the people who feel oppressed are, are Quebec Quebecers, you know, who the French eventually got ousted through war out of here by the British. So the British are in charge, and they felt oppressed by the dominant culture here. And the First Nations really are kind of like, um, we had a bunch of nations here already, um, and we had our basic, our borders and and you know it wasn't the whole thing and so they're living in this place where they still consider themselves n- nations and it's under this like but this cultural overlay and i know that a lot of them are patriotic canadians and and hold their first nation uh, traditions in high in in a patriotic way as well they can they can work together but i think it's an uneasy relationship because it's it's one of a d- dominance where a dominant culture which and it's it's nationalistic story is one of having you know taken everything from from your people and, and impose a new one and now you're living in that state so you know like it's just it's it's a it's a muddy thing and, and again i come back to thinking like and i like i love living in canada you know i'm happy to be here i feel like i've been lucky to be born here i feel all those things i don't feel dislike of my country uh i just think that it's really a lot more of a tangled tangled web of implied power structures and and you know layers of dominance and that, that are not there's some positivity in it but there's a lot of negativity too
0: but see there's countries there's nations and and stuff. And then there's nationalism or patriotism. And like patriotism is like, and getting back to that definition, it's like patriotism is not some. I it's something I associate with celebratory holidays, with like movies and stuff. It's not something that I associate with conf, conflict. And maybe nationalism It, it is more that But What about Mel Gibson,
2: thing. who was the patriot? It's pardon me. What about Mel Gibson, who played the patriot, who was fighting wars in that movie?
0: Yeah, yeah, we talked about that movie earlier I know, I, was, I know. I'm in, just bringing in, in,
2: it all the way back around to be like holy yeah, I mean,
0: patriotism can mean Yeah, but you're a but I mean, yeah, so yeah. yeah. I I mean, mean. In, I mean in recent I mean in recent times like I don't I don't associate like if somebody's like, "Oh, I'm going to be patriotic and invade that country." I'm like that doesn't those two things don't make sense to me. Pa- patriotism is the celebration of where you where you are. And this is where I get like conflicted and and a lot of it is just an exercise in terminology and, and getting to the bat the bottom of things. But like I, I just I just feel that that countries if we're talking about the existence of countries, of nation states, that's one thing. Mm. If we're talking about nationalism and, and celebrating your country, that's where I'm like but it's so
1: the the military aspect is an interesting one because patriotism and nationalism, like on our when we do this celebratory stuff, nationalism and patriotism, like we do November 11th, the Remembrance Day, where we talk about the wars we fought, which is a heavily patriotic, nationalistic exercise of celebration and of remembrance. And I'm not trying to downplay it because it's remembering all these people who died, a lot of them died horrible deaths, um, usually for pointless reasons, um, World War Two being always the notable exception. Where, uh, But... So, you know, and I heard the other day, like, uh, on the National, our national news channel, Peter Mansbridge is a chief correspondent or one of the anchor, and he had been doing something, I I just heard this clip of him, he was in, like, Vimy Ridge, and they had uncovered these tunnels under, and he made this statement, he's like, I never felt more Canadian than when I was at Vimy Ridge. And I felt like saying like, what the hell are you talking about? Peter Man's bridge. Like you, you never felt more Canadian when you were in another country thinking about a war that was started for fucking no reason. Uh, uh, In for World War One, that's when you felt most Canadian, where all these people died for no reason in France. You never, and I'm like, this is (laughs) this is bullshit. And I wanted to say, like, you know, it it really tweaked me in this way of like, because that's not what it means for me to be Canadian. All right, well, we're at 55 minutes, folks. So,
2: I I think that uh, um, we need to move into verdicts on the subject of nationalism because I think there's a little bit of contention about its definition and interpretation and I don't think we'll come to resolution today, and that's well, okay. Well,
1: always I would just say that, again, the, all that to me always proves when we have these conversations, which this has been a good one, good points all like all around, is it? lots of things are just not as simple as they sometimes seem. <laughs> this is one of those like muddy, heavy, laden sure. topics. Sure. All right, uh, let me uh, bring in the farm animals now
2: if I can find them. I'm just looking for them here. Apparently they were also not left in the room that they were supposed to be in. Come on here, farm animals. Let's go. Uh, 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 where are you? I can't find the guys. In Bo's back closet, which, just, which really smells. <laughs> oh my god! Awful. Where'd they go? There it is. There they are. Come on in here, guys. There's Ted. There's John. There's uh, Robert. There's uh, there's uh, Benjamin. Benjamin
0: I said. Carter the
2: Carter the Cart. All right. Uh, it's verdict time. I'm gonna take a first crack at this because you guys have been talking a lot. That's okay. He's very passionate about nationalism. And i got to say, um, I'm, I, don't, I have the opposite of a raging enthusiasm for <laughs> nationalism. And so much so the subject also uh, does not. So I'm going to go ahead and say that nationalism is bad. And I think it's a tool for a group to use in, during times perhaps of conflict or need of survival. But generally speaking, this isn't a positive thing. There's nothing fun about it. It's just we all agree to abide, to live by certain rules. And if we like our rules, that's great. Then we should give them compliments. We should criticize where necessary and constantly improve our habitat, habitative living. But I am not into flag-waving. I'm not into uh, loving this concept called a country. I think think loving a country is a stupid thing to love. And, And I think being prideful about it about a country or uh, about uh, just the these groups that really have very little impact to you um, is sort of is is begging for trouble I mean you can you can appreciate it but but going any farther than that I think is silly so I'm just gonna say that nationalism as a concept is bad and I hate it
0: who would like to go okay next? I'll go next um, I found this topic kind of like as I we talked about it, it was Tricky in many ways, and uh, I think it's one of those ones where if you told it to somebody uh, and you said patriotism or something, it would be very easy to say good because it would be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, celebrate the country, patriotism, hell yeah, you know, I I really like this and all that. Then if you talk about it a little bit, you dissect it a little bit as we did, it then becomes very easy to say it's bad. Uh, oh, you know, uh, it can lead to wars. Or not, you know, it's just people doing what the man says or falling in line and all that. And then, then you talk about it more, and you're like, oh, this is complicated, <laughs> and it makes it makes your head hurt. And Mike is right that I would have said if he hadn't, one of my tropes, which is that if you took burn the world down, started it over, would there still be nationalism or some form of it? Yes, there would be. Um, Whatever the shape the world took afterwards, and yes, they are arbitrary borders and all this sort of thing. and part of me wants to say good because I want to balance out both both stuff because i i I think being pride in country is something that is that is understandable. Um, I think that a country is is a collection uh, of great works done done together um, as a as a unified people that 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 are of all different, you know, ethnicities or, or or backgrounds. Many cases it's primarily one type of person, but at the same time, it's a bunch of people working together to do something. And um, and I, I think there's a lot of positive in that. And I like celebrating it at, at the occasions that we get together and, and take stock in things, achievements we did as a country. Mike mentioned Remembrance Day and those are sort of sacrifices that we do as a country as well. And they're they're worth noting. Some of them are for good reasons. Some maybe not so much. But I, in the end, and like I, I I feel that I'm getting to be known as the bullshit guy here. But it's it's just it's too loaded of a topic with too much positive and negative on both ends, and it's so complicated and it's so murky. And, and both points are valid. And Mike's going to make points. I'm sure that they're going to also be valid. Um, it, it but all that together just leads to a stinking pile of bullshit. So I got to say bullshit. All
2: right. There's the
0: bullshit. And, yeah, and it's it's tough. It's it's tough because you want to take a stand on these divisive topics. like And, and, and Bo did, and, and kudos to him for that. I, I definitely can't go full bad on something like nationalism, but I can't go full good either. So mm-hmm. there I am stuck in That's the That's why
1: Bo is a true Canadian. He's able to take a stand where some are wishy-washy. A true, that's, that's a very a true. Uh, north, very very he, New,
0: New Zealand, a thing true north, strong and free. Actually, actually, bow would be more of an American. I, I feel like Canadians are wishy washy. No, oh, sorry, sorry, it's okay. Did I offend you? I'm sorry.
1: It depends. It depends. Watch I, it I changed my
0: verdict. Did my verdict offend you? I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> my verdict is good. good. Bad. What uh, works best for you? What, what works bad?
1: Um, yes, clearly a loaded and muddy topic, and um, I definitely was hitting this quite negatively <laughs> throughout. I think there's a lot in there that should rightly be criticized about nat- nationalism, and um, though I didn't say much uh, about it, and Crofton was l- l- being, uh, you know, more positive about it, and, and it's it's just really interesting because I I really do feel a lot of those things. Um, I'm sure in the same way he does it, like, you know, I like where I live. I, I even like – I feel attached to the geography of of the area I grew up, you know, the kind of rolling hills um, of the Canadian Shield and stuff like that. But that's even – that's only one part of this country. And and so when I dissect these feelings, um, I, I, I kind of realize that they're kind of bullshit too. You know, it's, it's so much of just like – um, uh, of, of just like associations that work for me and and uh, and also, but again, having this kind of, I think it's built in in human beings, this us versus them mentality. And I feel like we should always be working to kind of overcome that, to realize, and, and we talked a lot about race, you know, and this kind of like, we're all ultimately much more similar than we are different. And I feel like we should be always working towards unifying ourselves as human beings and not dividing ourselves. And I think the nation state is a, is, is, you know, it, it physically serves to divide. And I think culturally as well, even though it's soft compared to some of the other ones, as we talked about race, religions, and I'm sure there's others as well, culture, which is quite broad. Um, but yeah, so when it comes to nationalism, um, and just because my own experience is one where it's like some things, I'm like, yeah, I'm really proud to be Canadian. I think of the, And other things which just irk me to no end that are considered quote-unquote Canadian, but do not feel like me. And I do not feel like they should be attached to our national identity, but are. that I, I just come down, you know, I'm going to take a stand like, Cana- like Bo, and I'm going to say nationalism is bad. It's not even bullshit. It's, it's a bad thing. It there he goes. Sandra Rombo. Yeah, and um, yeah, and I, I think again, Crawford did a good job of finding the nice points of it. But I think there's too much heavy, there's too much heavy bad baggage associated with nationalism that I got to come down on bad. And I think we should be working for post post nationalism. Uh, it'll happen mm-hmm. one day. We'll all be dead for sure. But once we reach it, it's like the Star post, Trek universe right? Post-nationalism, it was post nationalism,
0: right? They were like, "Hey, we're all humans punching out aliens together." Yeah. So uh, mark it down, folks. Mike Hodgson said, "Working to unite as human beings, he has now joined Bo in calling for us to become the hive mind." <laughs> uh, so Not the
1: hive mind. I am, yeah. you know, Star Trek. You know.
0: I don't know. It was pretty close to the hive mind. You get, you we break down borders and the, like we. The hive will. mind. It the, hive mind will, will the, the hive mind yeah. will accept. post The hive
2: mind will accept Michael's uh, distinctiveness
1: into its collective. I said it I before would... and I'll say it again. Uh, I'll die before I go into the hive mind. <laughs> you said that,
0: that said before, it. and I've said it. I've said it before, and I'll say you it again. You guys haven't said I'll that be... before. I'll
1: I'll be... said I said. I said. I hope I'm dead before the hive mind gets oh, okay. me.
0: And I've said it never before, and I'm saying it now. I'll be the one to kill Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I'm just... sure it'll be one of those things
1: where it'll be like, okay, we'll both point the gunny on one, two, three. We both shoot and kill each other, and then Crofton shoots and. first at two and says i want to live (laughs) oh what'll happen is i'm
0: gonna gonna take over the hive mind okay all right so you'll be the most popular uh,
2: brain strand in the hive mind that'll be that'll be actually be crofton's endeavors You'll, you'll accept and then try to figure out how to be the best part of the hive mind
0: i wish i had said good if only to balance you guys out and the fact that i feel like I've never said good when you both have said bad. I'm not I sure.
1: Feel, I always felt like you were a racist, Crofton.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> if you want to tell us what's so great about nationalism anyway, why don't you do that by sending in a, a, an email to goodbadbull at gmail.com? In fact,. While you're doing that, why don't you get caught up in all of the Good Bad Bull episodes that you've missed throughout your life? Perhaps this is your first one and there's like 160 that you could catch up on. So you go to goodbadbull.com, bam, they're all there. Or you go on Twitter, at Good Bad Bull, you follow them, and whenever there's a new episode, you'll hear about it. New news in the Good Bad Bull universe, you'll get it. I think you should do that. Those are all things I think you should do. While we're talking about things I think you should do, patreon.com slash goodbadbull. We have a Patreon. We're looking for patrons, uh, people who uh, want to join the Good Bad Bull Nation um, and get behind us, give us, throw us some money. You know, because that's what you do to your nation. Think about it like taxes and uh, <laughs> and support us. That that would be great. That's a great sales pitch. <laughs>
2: Mike, Mike would buy. Mike believes in taxes staunchly. I, if the I salesman came to Mike's money. store and said, it's like paying your income. Buying this vacuum cleaner is like giving uh, income tax money. I think of it that way. Mike would be like, oh, let me get my checkbook. <laughs>
0: it's like paying income tax to your house um yeah so also uh go you can subscribe if you haven't you can do that on itunes on the google play store listen on stitcher all those things you can give us great five star reviews in all those places i think that's the only option for this show they've grayed out the other stars at this point um and uh, we're all individuals of individual natures as part of the collective of this great nation of canada there's three of us start with uh, larry bird michael Hodgins, where can people reach you uh, they can uh, find me at M.L. Hodgins. And uh, the master of the rebound, Dennis Rodman, where can people find you? They can find me in North Korea.
2: But before they go over there, they should stop by sleepingwiththeelephant.com. Check out our little episode there. Plugging it again. Got a plug the bong bong. And also, uh, we, just, we just want to also make a quick thank you to the people who currently are our patrons. We try not to forget now thanking you guys for helping to make the show happen. So thank you. At Bo
0: Schwartz as at, well. Oh is yeah, I'm on follow. Twitter at
2: Bo it's Schwartz it's too. That's yeah, where yeah. you
0: can follow.
2: But they don't plug allow Twitter. To- it's because they don't allow Twitter in North Korea that I didn't really want to give it out this
0: week. But because I won't be tweeting too much while there. Plug has got a plug. Um, and I'm Adcroft and Steers on uh, on Twitter. So, uh, gentlemen, we the nation of good bad bull. Uh, if we created it uh, tomorrow, who wouldn't we let in right off? I, that Ryan Murphy guy. He seemed pretty nice, but what do we really know about him? Mm,
2: I think we let him in. I think we. I think we're going to need a podcast as a nation, and we can get him to start setting up the infrastructure. So huh. yeah. that makes sense. Mm. That
0: makes sense. What about our wives? Do they get in? Uh, oh, well, Bo, you don't have to worry about that. Well, the, we'll have look.
2: to. We'll have to have the government assign me a wife. <laughs> That's a horror. <laughs> it's gonna be a horrible country. Uh, no, I oh, don't God. Yeah, don't assign me a wife. Be... That was a joke. I'm not serious.
0: We're gonna be. We're, there's gonna be a military coup the second week.
2: I've met this person named Crofton who convinced me that we need to stay part of Canada. Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com
1: slash goodbadbull.